You're listening to Hort Skills on the Plants Grow Here podcast. I'm Scott Smith, and each episode will explore an important horticultural skill. In this episode of Hort Skills, we provide a refresher looking at chainsaws and felling of small trees. It is very important to attend a professional course first, and this is not intended as a guide for beginners. Chainsaws are feared tools. There's a very good reason for this. Misuse of a chainsaw can result in serious injury or death. That's not one of these over-the-top warnings that you might get from some companies that say serious injury can occur not holding the handrail on the stairs kind of thing. In this case, the warning is justified. The ironic thing, of course, is that anyone can walk into a DIY store, hardware store and grab one without any kind of license. It really pays to take a course to learn how to safely use one in your garden. I'll be honest, I've done courses and I'm quite comfortable maintaining and using a chainsaw for cross-cutting and felling small trees, but there is a limit, and it's important to know your limit. Trees over 350 millimetres in diameter are classed as medium trees. They have different requirements from small trees, which are classed as those under 350 millimetres in diameter. Large trees are a different ballgame altogether again. You know, so are hung-up trees and trees that require high limbs to be pruned. Put simply, if you need to use a chainsaw in your garden, make sure you know what you're doing and make sure you have the correct safety equipment and procedures in place. It's very easy to fall into the trap of, ah, I'll just go for it, shortly after disaster occurs. If you're in doubt, call a professional arborist. There's no shame in it. To use chainsaws safely, the minimum PPE required is a chainsaw helmet with a face visor, chainsaw gloves, chainsaw trousers or chaps, chainsaw boots or wellies, and a chainsaw first aid kit. A chainsaw first aid kit is slightly different to a normal first aid kit in that it includes tourniquets to stem severe bleeding in the event of a bad injury. You usually have a slightly scary rule of if you hurt yourself with a chainsaw, you've typically got about 10 minutes to get to the hospital, or you could be in serious trouble. In fact, it's so much so if you have a chainsaw injury, you're actually supposed to phone in advance of arriving at the hospital and say, I have someone here with a chainsaw injury and they should be able to meet you immediately at the front door. This is how serious we're talking. All of these bits of kit will have approved status in their respective countries. In the UK, for example, the Health and Safety Executive provides guidance for basic standards of adherence by companies for chainsaw PPE. These products have standard BS or EN number to ensure the user of the safety equipment meets the standards. The tools used when considering felling a small tree is most obviously the chainsaw, whether it's electric or petrol, a felling bar, a rope or winch, and perhaps log tongs. The felling bars help you to push the tree over at the very end stages of the cut if it's needed. It also has a hook on the underside which can be used to grip the tree and help roll it in the event that the tree gets maybe slightly hung up or stuck and you can help give it a little push. The rope or winch is used to help control the fell descent or perhaps lift the tree up once it's felled if necessary. Log tongs are quite literally just a handy little tool to help you easily pick up and carry logs with minimal effort once you've created logs after logging the tree. In a professional setting, logs are actually stacked into special pyramids along the edges of the area for, you know, near the roadside for collection later in a large truck. Trees do not fall randomly. If they do, then you've done it wrong. In this episode, where we're discussing the basics, we'll look into three basic cuts. Obviously, it's slightly difficult to describe cuts as opposed to showing you or having a diagram, because in real life, it's quite simple to see what I'm doing. But in this case, I'll try my best to describe it. So the three cuts you have is the felling cut, the dog tooth cut, or perhaps it's called the holding cut, 
And lastly, the split level cut. The felling cut is a standard cut where the tree does not have a particular leaning and there's plenty of space to fell the tree into. All cuts for the three start the same by doing the mouth. Just before the mouth, however, you should sned the tree. So this sneding basically involves removing any low branches in the way. So this means going round the tree in a clockwise direction, cutting any low branches that might be in your personal space for when you're about to do all the specialist cuts. You should also have a safety exit identified so that if the tree does fall in the direction you don't want, then you have a safe route to run away. Normally the escape route is at about a 60 degree angle in a direction opposite from where you intend to fall the tree. So as we said, the stage next is to create the mouth. So the mouth is basically created by firstly doing a 60 degree angled cut down into the tree, as low down the base of the tree as you can really, and it will go into the tree about 25% of the depth of the tree. Then a flat level cut is made to match up with this. So in effect, when you've cut it out, it gives a mouth. It looks like a triangular wedge. The last part of the fell and cut is to go around the back of the tree, the same height as the lower part of the mouth, and just do a flat, straight cut, leaving about 10% of the tree between the mouth and the back cut. This is called the hinge. The hinge is a safety feature. If the tree is cut fully through, then it can fall in any direction. So this is obviously unpredictable and dangerous. But once the mouth is cut and the back cut is performed leaving the hinge, it's time then to pop in the felling bar. The bar is placed into the back cut and the operator just gently levers the bar up and the tree will slowly start to fall in the direction the mouth has been cut. It is so, so satisfying to do. So the next thing is the dog tooth cut or holding cut. So this is a special kind of cut you use when you want the tree to fell in a direction that is already heavily leaning in. So for example, if you're at the top of a hill and the tree is leaning downhill already and you want to fell it downhill, if you perform a standard cut here, there's a chance the tree will split up the middle because of tension and compression when performing the back cut. This will obviously be dangerous as it can rip apart and fall in directions and hit you. So to resolve this, the usual cut at the mouth is done at the front. And then rather than come and do a flat cut at the back, you use a special technique where the blade of the chainsaw is plunged straight into the back of the tree at the same height as the lower mouth cut and still leaving your 10% hinge, never impinge upon that. Sometimes this can be tricky to identify. So what you can actually do is hold the bar of the chainsaw against the side of the tree and kind of identify where on the bar it would be to safely stop with leaving your 10% hinge. So after this, Perform your plunge cut straight in at the back, take the saw back out. Then the last part is you come down at a 60 degree angle from the back, higher up than the plunge cut, and roughly go down again till about you reach your hinge mark. More often than not though, the tree will give way before you actually reach the hinge mark, and it will satisfactorily fall without any need for a lever. The stump left afterwards have two sharp horns on it, hence why it's called a dog tooth cut. It actually does look like a dog's tooth. The last basic cut is the split level cut. This is arguably the hardest to master, but it's the most useful. Split level cut is used for high accuracy felling. Using a split level cut, you can actually get a tree to fall in the direction you want to go, even if it's leaning in the opposite direction. So to do this, the usual mouth is cut, and then a back cut similar to the standard felling cut is performed. But rather than going all the way through the tree, you go through 75% of it. So you go three quarters of the way through, again, stopping at your 10% hinge, and then take the saw back out. Next, pop your felling bar in, 
to hold the cut open because sometimes if you don't do this, the tree can sit back on it and it's a pain in the neck. Final part is to take the chainsaw, come in flat about 30 to 40 degree angle at the back at that final 25% that's holding. And what you do is you go up towards the hinge and if it's done properly, then you take your saw out. You can just very easily use the bar to lever the tree and it will fall in whatever direction the mouth has been cut, regardless of the leaning. In the event of, say, a very thin tree, one that's not that big at all, you can use something called a jump cut. A jump cut is where you slice about 50% of the way through the tree, take the saw back out, then you go around the other side and you go through about 40% of it, again, leaving your little 10% hinge, and then the tree should actually just fall over with a gentle little push. Nice and simple. People often fail to take account of the weighted leaning of the tree. You have to use the correct cut for the way the tree is leaning. Another error that's quite common is forgetting to look up the tree to the crown, which is the top of the tree, and checking if there's any hanging branches. These may hit you when the tree is falling over, and it could even kill you. You must be very careful of felling near people, property, or power lines. If you're inexperienced, then the safest way is to ensure there's a safety zone the length of the tree, so that in a worst-case scenario, no matter what way the tree falls, you won't damage anything in its path. Again, if you're unsure, call a tree surgeon. If it's near a power line, definitely call a tree surgeon. You'll be grateful to avoid a potentially hefty fine for damaging power lines, or more importantly, perhaps avoiding death or serious injury. Forestry, tree surgery, and arboriculture are complex fields and disciplines. There's a good reason these people are called professionals. It's a dangerous job dealing with chainsaws and felling trees, so please be safe. I always encourage people to get out there and have a go, because it's the only way to learn. In this case, however, I would strongly recommend attending a recognised course, or at least shadowing an experienced professional who can keep an eye on you and give you tips and advice whilst practising. Have fun and stay safe out there. If you enjoyed content like this, why not catch my weekly article in the Press and Journal, available online. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the Plants Grow Here podcast. 